I'm switching gears now. We're going to talk about ship breaking. Okay, basically, what ship breaking is is when marine vessels um, come to the end of their usefulness, the end of their lives, if you will. They're they're recycled primarily for scrap. There's a ton of metal in these things, right? And you know, scrap metal is worth a whole lot of money. So that's what happens. They're taken to these places, broken down, and the metal is recycled. Now, there's a lot of concern about how this process is done, and it does happen in some parts of Canada. There's a group out on Vancouver Island, very concerned about what's happening there and the impact it may have on the environment. And they've launched some legal challenges and they're not alone. There's uh, definitely other groups that have concerns about this. And there's not a whole lot of regulation, at least in our country, about this. So we're going to chat now with the executive director and founder of NGO Shipbreaking Platform. Her name is Ingvild Jensen. Uh, Ingvild, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Hi. Um, Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting... I don't think people are, you know, completely aware of this industry. It's a huge industry that, at least in Canada, is really largely unregulated, which causes problems internationally, correct? Yeah, well, I mean, the issue is um, what happens to all these large ocean-going vessels when they reach the end of their operational life. And what we're currently seeing is that the very vast majority of them so ending up in, in South Asia yeah. and being broken down there on beaches. But uh, also in Canada, we're seeing that vessels are being broken down without taking into account all the, the proper environmental precautions and, and safety precautions that should be uh, in place to do it safely. Yeah, what are the concerns? I mean, there's two things, like you say, there's safety for the workers and also safety to the environment. What are some of the concerns that you have and, and things that we've seen happen before? Well, I mean, the vessel, as you said, contains a lot of steel, and that's the um, value of the asset, and it's very good to recycle that steel. But the vessel is also built uh, with many toxic materials, um, either in the paint, so there can be asbestos within the structure, um, and there are also complicated structures to take apart with pipes that have gases that accumulate. I mean, the the risks when taking apart this uh, ship uh, are many. There can be um, explosion, there can be uh, falling steel parts, um, workers are exposed to toxic fumes when they're uh, kind of torch cutting the, the vessel. Uh, so it's really the, the toxics that are built into these vessels that causes risk. And also the the manner in which you're, you're dismantling the the ship and what we're seeing in South Asia for example is that uh, the large vessels are ramped up on tidal beaches during high tide and then taken apart by manually by untrained workers during low tide and uh, there are unfortunately uh, many fatal accidents and also many workers suffering occupational diseases many years after having um, worked at these facilities. So I guess it's important that there is a proper infrastructure, proper plan, and and a proper overview of all the um, nasty toxics and where they are um, in the ship. And as you say, a lot of this happens in South Asia, but it also happens in Canada and has for a long time. But but we don't really have a lot of regulation specifically tied to this industry either, do we? Yeah, so that's um, kind of a, a concern that a country like Canada doesn't have um, specific legislation to regulate this. I mean, there are many 
um, lake vessels. Uh, there are also other types of vessels yeah. that need to be uh, broken down in Canada as well. And uh, it's important that there is um, proper legislation uh, regulating both the operations on site, but also the way these um, toxic materials are dealt with downstream. So um, we've been calling with other uh, NGOs, Canada-based NGOs, and also the local residents uh, um, that, uh, yeah, national, federal, federal authorities in Canada should uh, put their heads together and kind of uh, come up with a, a rule specific to ship recycling to ensure that um, facilities, uh, facilities operate um, according to uh, international standards. And one of the things we've been calling for is for Canada to copy and uh, reflect the approach the European Union has taken on, on this issue, where they um, adopted a new rule in 2018, which sets a, a fairly high standards for the way ships should be taken apart and also for the the um, way the hazardous materials should be dealt with downstream. I guess the questioning, Veld, is if that happens and if Canada adopts the same standards as EAT as the EU, would the industry in Canada not just move more ships then to places like Bangladesh or other South Asian locations where there are no regulations and the problem just instead of going away, it just gets moved? Well, um, already there are vessels leaving Canada to the beaches in South Asia. Okay. So, I mean, you need to both have a regulation yeah. uh, in Canada and kind of encourage the establishment of sustainable ship recycling facilities because, as you said, the steel is an asset. And um, especially now when we're talking about reducing carbon footprints, etc., there is a steelmaking industry that uh, should find this scrap steel extremely attractive. So... I guess now is a good time to really look at um, what the added value of such an industry can be if it's done properly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, uh, there's the understanding that this is a, a valuable industry and actually it can be beneficial for the environment if yeah. it's done properly. Yeah, I mean, recycling steel is, is very good. So, uh, And if it's done properly, uh, then uh, the risks and the harm that it could potentially cause to the environment and the workers can be can be reduced. There is there are technologies out there and there have been technologies out there for, for I would say a hundred years. I mean you need to ensure containment. So you can yeah. take a vessel apart in the dry dock. That's where they're built, that's where they maintain, that's where they're repaired throughout their operational life and there's no reason why uh, the same precautions should not be taken at the end of the operational life when you're taking the vessel apart. So what's on the horizon here? As I said, there's a bunch of legal challenges in our country, here in Canada, when we're talking about what's being done out on the West Coast and whether that should be allowed and, you know, the business should continue. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is it legal battles that uh, we're waiting to see how they play out or are countries showing an interest in actually getting together and coming up with some framework for this? I think there is interest in, in Canada, to, and we've heard that they are currently looking at um, adopting a specific piece of legislation on this issue. But I think uh, cases uh, such as the one that's being raised on, on the West Coast um, definitely help to bring the issue to the forefront of the agenda and, and show the, the necessity and the urgency to act uh, quickly. So um, I think um, having campaigned on this issue for, for 15 years now, it's really a, a puzzle. And yeah. you need to have 
many pieces and put them together for, for the issue to actually um, go forward. So you need to have ship owners who um, wake up and, and act responsibly. You need to have facilities that uh, are interested in, in entering into this business in a sustainable way. And you need to have authorities that make sure that un, un, unresponsible companies um, are not allowed to operate. Excellent. Uh, interesting conversation, Ingrid. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, there you go, ship breaking.